Hi, you're listening to On The Town. I'm your host, Tanya Cooper. And this week we have a special guest, personal financial coach, educator, and speaker, Audrey Washington. She is the founder and CEO of Fiercely Financial Coaching. She has been an entrepreneur since 2005 and the author of the book, Transform Your Money Mindset, Simple Steps for Financial Fitness. Please uh, welcome our special guest, Miss Audrey Washington. Hello, Hello, welcome. Tanya welcome. and um, listeners. Thank you so much for having me. I am just excited to be here and always um, thankful and grateful for the opportunity to share um, about the work that I'm doing. Well, we thank you so much for coming. Um, first, tell, tell us more about your, uh, about your book, Transfer Money, Transform Your Money to Mindset. Okay, sure. Yeah, so Transform Your Money Mindset, Simple Steps for Financial Fitness is a book I wrote now. Um, actually, I'm like surprised the time is moving. I wrote in 2016, um, so three years ago. And um, the book's focus um, is that anything that you're trying to do, um, especially with your finances, if you're trying to make changes in your finances, then it starts first in the mind. And what I talk about in the intro of the book is how when I was a housing, um, I worked um, in a housing counseling um, nonprofit, and people who were coming to us for purchasing their first home, so first time home buyers, some they all went through the same training, got the same information, the same education and counseling. But of course, you know, down the road, let's say three years later, five years later, some people were able to buy, some people were not. And one of the big things that I started to see that was making the difference is the shift that people needed to make in their thinking or what I call their money mindset in order to move themselves forward. So that's um um, you know, kind of just what the book is about. Okay. And how did you actually get into finance? Wow. So, um, you know, it, it, my, my journey, and I always say when I was working, each job prepared me for the next thing. So I started out working, I um, graduated in from undergrad from New Jersey, went out to California about a month after I graduated, um, just decided to move out there and got a job working in loan servicing. So I was working for a large bank out there at the time um, and started to understand, you know, when people got a mortgage and I did foreclosures. So that's kind of how I started in in the work. From there, I went to um, Los Angeles County Community Development Corporation and there, um, I also work with loan programs and you know low, low to moderate income people. Mm-hmm. And from there, that's I moved back to the East Coast, and that's when I started working in housing counseling. And so um, that's kind of how I got started. So every job kind of prepared me for the next thing, and certainly my very last job um, prepared me for being an entrepreneur. So what about um, do you, do you think as a kid your family's uh, what was your family's story on money and do you think that inspired you at all? So it's interesting and I do write about this in the book when I talk about childhood money story which everybody does have one mm-hmm. um, and I also there's two chapters there's one chapter called childhood money story mm-hmm. there's another um, that is uh, dedicated to my great grandmother Grace Sumter who um, always had this um, saying. If you make a dollar, save a dime. Mm. So I would say in terms of what we learned in my household, you know, my mom always said that, you know, talked about that phrase, um, you know, and she's like, oh, you know, your, your great grandmother always said, you know, <laughs> if you make a dollar, save a dime, which is a good concept. But the the issue that I think 
we didn't get anything beyond that. And we, we did. We, um, you know, I had childhood savings account where, you know, at the time they would come into the school and you could set up your savings account and save money there. And so, you know, my mom definitely encouraged that. But I think beyond that, there wasn't a lot about, you know, how things are like budgeting. Like I did always see my dad sit down and, you know, pay the bills and things like that. But there was never a conversation about, um, you know, what, how they were making that work, mm -hmm. you know, and what we needed to do. So I think um, oftentimes people might have had um, where parents might have given them a concept and that was my, you know, my kind of um, experience, mm -hmm. but didn't really give you the how-to. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'll show you how to, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because my, mm -hmm. um, I, well, I'll talk about it more later, but I was, a, I grew up a foster kid, so mm -hmm. I got my, finally got my lesson, um, as I got older, um, from my foster mother. Okay. And she, I don't know how she did it, but she, this woman had her own house at 18 years old. Wow. I mean, that's mm -hmm. like, but her grandfather, her mom, dad passed, her grandfather raised her. Mm -hmm. So she, in my head, she was raised to think like a man. Mm. Uh, and then, uh, and then I guess when he passed, maybe she inherited from her or something. Okay. I don't know what happened, Could but be, she yes. had her own house at 18. Mm -hmm. She was doing head. She told me for 50 cents a head. Wow. And the, and the owner was so mean to her and she actually bought them out. But I was like, how did you do that? Mm -hmm. So you're right. I heard save money. And she always kept money, like mm -hmm. cash, and pay, paid for everything in cash. Sure. Even though she had credit cards, but she like paid for everything you can in cash. Then you don't owe nobody no money. Right. So that was great, but I was like, okay, how does that work? So it's good right. to, that you provide services like this, because then you can actually show people and teach people um, what that really means. Mm -hmm. it sounds mm -hmm. good to save, but what? Okay, you're saving in what? Are you investing? What are you doing? Right. So. Um, uh, there's a lot of people, uh, which is why I had you on the show. A lot of people facing debt. Uh, what are the, what are some of the key ways um, that can help people um, start learning how to dig themselves out? Do they need to learn the financial piece first and then they build around that? So I think the starting point if you are trying to tackle debt mm -hmm. is changing your mindset, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And um, I do a a class. Um, it is um, financial empowerment masterclass, mm -hmm. and I'll have one coming up in September. And it, there is, you know, we focus on also people who are trying to eliminate their debt. And the thing with debt is you have to tackle it dollar by dollar, right? I think oftentimes when people look at their debt, they look at it in totality, right? And, and yes, there is some benefit in knowing what your numbers are, right? Knowing what the total debt is. But sometimes that makes people freeze, right? Yes. You get stuck. So yes. it's like, you know, wow, this 50000 is such a huge number. How do I make, how do I, you know, get rid of that? Right. And so you want to, first of all, start to talk to yourself in terms of I can do it, mm -hmm. but also start slowly. Mm -hmm. If you are consistent, mm -hmm. um, you know, small, consistent steps, mm -hmm. Are, will make it happen. Mm -hmm. And so that's what you have to do. You got to break it down small, mm -hmm. say what you can do. Mm -hmm. Every dollar reduced is an accomplishment. Understand that. Mm -hmm. And don't necessarily focus on the total of okay. debt. So again, shifting your thinking, mm -hmm. taking action, making a plan, and being consistent. Mm -hmm. And I think too, um, with anything, if you fall off, mm -hmm. don't let that be the end. Right. Get back on track. Yes. All right. Get I'm back learning, on track. I'm learning that. I yes. actually got a letter, a, a letter that I paid a debt, you know, set up, uh, mm -hmm. and I paid off this in your letter that you 
completed it. Mm-hmm. I was so happy. I was so proud of myself. Like, look at me. Yeah. So it absolutely. does work. It's when you ignore it or that you just be like, yeah, it'll take care of itself because it won't. Right. It just gets worse and piles up higher and higher in interest. Uh, yes. Or another thing. So. If I so if I had um if I had I'm just making up scenario for somebody who's maybe listening if I had um you know let's say student loans and like five credit cards uh and um, I'm making this up car payment I don't know mm-hmm. what would be my priority uh you probably would want to prioritize the credit cards um the highest interest because rate. right those are gonna have the highest interest now not that um I know so there's there's two types of debt um concepts right. Highest interest rate first mm-hmm. versus um, lowest balance first. Mm-hmm. So to be honest, with the credit cards, mm-hmm. more than likely they're going to have a lower um, balance than your student loan. Yeah. And I really, <laughs> um, I kind of go with that model because mm-hmm. I think every time you pay something off, mm-hmm. it's an accomplishment. Yeah. Sometimes if you start with the highest interest rate, it could also be the highest balance. And sometimes that you don't see progress as fast. And right. so you want to see progress mm-hmm. because that psych- psychologically is going to stimulate you. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of say do the lowest. But I would say definitely for sure with the credit cards, you have a combination of both. you got probably higher interest rates than the student loan, but you also have lower balances. And so it, it's a win-win. More achievable. Doing, doing that way, yes. Okay. All right, thank you. And and so are there ways to save in our buy everything now society? <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting. I was talking to, um, I guess my, either my, my aunt or my mom last night. And um, so I, I always come up with, you know, some, some like, what I call fun ways to save, you know, ways that you can save without, you know, making it a big production. So I'm doing this $5 bill challenge right now. Um, and so basically the concept of that is every time you get a $5 bill, you have to save it. Wow. Now it's interesting because at the end of April, I um, spoke um, for um, a sorority. And when I talked about that, there was a woman in the audience who said that she did that for about 14 months and she had enough money to take a trip to Thailand. You go cover the the airfare, cover the hotel, cover her spending money, cover her meals, right? And she did that for 14 months. And so you figure that she probably saved somewhere around $1,500 doing that. And so, you know, so I'm doing that. So I think, think of, you know, the easy ways. One of the things with savings that makes it easy, automate have it set up where something comes right out of your paycheck every pay period and goes into your savings account um that's actually a good way to do it um <coughs> i'm sorry then you don't lie your size and tell right yourself, so. right you know that's a good way to do it and the other thing with that i think what happens with people people think in big numbers i gotta save a hundred dollars i gotta save two hundred dollars but no and if you can't do that, then they don't do anything. So you could save something as simple as $20 a paycheck, mm-hmm. $20 a paycheck. Mm. And for 26 paychecks, so you're thinking uh, 260 mm-hmm. <coughs> sorry, That's okay. so sorry, um, 260 plus, I can't do it in my head, mm-hmm. but just $20 a paycheck will work. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Okay. So that sounds good. I'm I'm actually gonna try that five dollar challenge. You yeah, guys, try it and yeah. let me know how you're doing. Definitely. I'm definitely gonna try it. So um another thing, you know, I work with foster youth. I have a non for profit foster kids and I incorporated. Mm-hmm. What are some go- goals for youth? How do we get them to see the big finance picture at a young age? Um it starts like nine at ten at home. But if you're a foster child or you don't have family, um you know, how does that work? How, what, what, is there so anything? I think for children and youth and young adults, you have to know that whatever money you have, you can save something. And I think sometimes we have a mindset of, you know, I can only save when I have a job, right? So I teach at a college and I talk to my students. I'm like, you know, you're at a stage, because most of them are younger, right? So I do, you know, do have some older students, but certainly most of them are younger. And so I'm like, you know, you're, you're at a stage where parents may still be giving you money. You may have a small part-time job, you know. You may also still be getting some kind of gift money, right? Whatever it is, save it. So for foster youth, if, you're, if they're getting any type of income, whether they may be working, mm-hmm. maybe it might be some type of assistance, mm-hmm. Get in the habit of saving something. Right. You know, right. try not to spend everything that you receive. And don't just think about it in terms of job. Again, if you get any other type of money that's not a job, still try to save something. So again, go back going back to the concept, you know, trying to save ten percent of everything that you mm. all the monies that you get mm. is a good habit. Mm. If you can save more, do more, but at least let that be a base. Mm. So that's a good goal for adults who have a little money as well, right? As well. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Just chipping away at the little block. Right. Save something. <laughs> you know, even if it's $5. And again, we got to get out of this concept of big numbers. Right. Save that's what you can. Yeah. yeah. Save what you can. If it's $5, if it's $10, save that. But be consistent. Okay. So be consistent and mm-hmm. save something. Yes. What does uh, financial freedom look like? Well, it's different for everybody, right? It's different for everybody. So when I um, pose that question um, to my, you know, my email list or or my clients, mm-hmm. you know, everybody is different. Some people want to be able to retire earlier, mm-hmm. right? Maybe retire at. 55 or 60 instead of you know 65 or 70 Mm -hmm. some people want um, the freedom to travel whenever they want Mm -hmm. some people want um, the you know want to be able to pay off bills some people want to um, have money put aside for their children's education so it's different for everybody and so you do need to understand what that means for you what find and, and again it's not a you know it's not in a box it's whatever it is that that you feel it means for you um and then work towards it and just be consistent take action on it you know like one every one day every day figure out something so you have financial goals what is one thing i can do every day to move myself forward in my financial goals mm. every day do one thing i like that so there's no excuse guys uh, whether you have a lot of income or a little income or if you have allowance i know some of the group home kids get they used to get like 15 dollars a, a week mm-hmm. something something very small right but i was like 15 dollars a week all right pretend like you're getting 13 right absolutely you know? pretend like you're 13 and don't ever let the other two exist right it'll eventually add up right but that's only if you're being you know um steadfast about it got to be diligent and then i what i would say also because sometimes um people struggle when they 
save, they have money saved and they need to use it, mm-hmm. they hesitate. Well, savings is there to be used, right. right? So you can use it. The thing that you want to do before you go into your savings is take a moment and make a plan for how you're going to replenish that, right? Uh, so you got to take $500 out of your savings. What is your plan to replenish that, mm-hmm. right? And it could be, you know, I'm going to get it back in there in another six months, another 12 months, whatever it is, because that's where we fall short yes. a lot of times where we don't make a plan to replenish the, that amount. And yes. that's what we need to do as is well. Is that where a second job could possibly come in? Um, You know... um, Well, you work with what you have. I think you can do a combination of both, right? So there's nothing wrong with getting the second job, but I think sometimes we also have to try to work within what we have. The second job could be extra, but sometimes I think we'll, instead of trying to focus on how we're managing what we have, Mm -hmm. we sometimes default to more income as the answer and more income is not necessarily always the answer because the more (laughs) you make the more you spend right and so i always say if you manage ten dollars well you'll manage a hundred dollars well you manage a hundred dollars well you'll manage a thousand and vice versa okay that's a brilliant uh, that is true I um I tell people you always are where you at. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't it can apply to anything. Your finances, um, you know, I deal with people in recovery. Mm-hmm. That's my other job. Okay. <laughs> I have many jobs. Uh, and uh, I tell them, you know, you can go to jail for 25 years. If you went in uh, and you were even a, an addict and you come out, um, you maybe you didn't do jail for, 20, do jail for 25 years, but mm-hmm. if you didn't get the help, the mental help that you needed for the addiction piece, guess what? It's a matter of time that you might slip right back right. to the same lifestyle. Absolutely. Because it's all up here. Yeah. So yes, absolutely. you're going to be wherever you left off is where you're at. Mm-hmm. And that's for anything. So finances applies as well. So uh, I like that's how the lottery, the girl that was on Oprah, and she won, um, wasn't it $350 million after tax or something like that? The girl from down south, she was on a reality show with Devonia Ransan. Oh, um, okay. I forgot the young lady's name, but she had won all that money, mm-hmm. bought up a plantation, um, just really stupid stuff. Her kids' toys was everywhere. I mean, anything. Her boyfriend, she spent $24 million alone just on getting him out of bail. Uh, yeah, I, it was just ridiculous. So she's broke now. Mm-hmm. But everyone's like, how could she grow broken? That's not even a matter of like 20 years. It's like a matter of like a couple four of years. years. Yeah, it's not yeah. been a long time. Yeah, yeah, because money, to me... Because you don't change your habit. Yes. You don't change your thinking. And so, yes, again, the more money. And then, of course, you know... if you. You know, if you're, I mean, you think about it, if you're, because oftentimes there are people will quit their job when they win a lot of money like that. So there's no additional money coming exactly. in, right? So you have you to maintain that money for a long period of time, yes. you know? And if you're a younger person, like, I don't think she might've been in her thirties or maybe no, late she was 20s, like 20s, right? Yeah. So, you know, you figure she had a long, lifetime to go and she, you know, but people don't get wise counsel. You nope. know, they nope. don't get wise counsel. They sure so, don't. Yeah, it's unfortunate. She finally got um, kind of late, but Avani Van Sant did a thing with her. Um, so now she understands the mental piece. I mean, I'm not sure if she really understands because she built mm-hmm. her boyfriend three times out for like $25 million, something crazy. Yeah. It's like, really? And I think it all together it was like $100,000 she spent on his bail. Something yeah. crazy, like Brandon, something ridiculous. Yeah. They're like, wait, bail? What did he do? Right. Like, is he still doing the People same don't thing? People don't understand. Yeah. People so, don't understand. Yeah, it was a mindset of her thinking like, I, used to, I love this guy. You can love somebody, but if they're not in your, I think, if they're not in your financial goal page, your family page, your your page uh-huh. of, of what you, what you know, all that looks like in success, family, money, all that stuff, you're going to eventually 
be in uneven starts anyway. Yeah. So, but she'll get at that lesson. Yeah. I, I, I'm not the one to teach her, I guess. Um, so, so basically, people um, who are on low income and have lots of bills, um, you think financial freedom for them could be um, if they learn to change their mindset first, mm-hmm. right? Um, save second something mm-hmm. um, and then have a plan probably, right? Well, I think, you know, definitely, again, if there's an income, there are times where more income is a necessity, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not saying that that's not always an answer mm-hmm. to um, people's financial challenges, but you do have to first stop and figure out where you're at. And then once you get that more income, mm-hmm. what does that mean, right? And again, if it's, you know, if it means that, you know, I'm just spending more, then, you know, it might not, you're going to find yourself probably in the same situation, right? Because there hasn't been any habit changing, right? Mindset hasn't changed. And so I just think um, no matter from, from, because there's some, there's some people who don't make a lot of money Mm -hmm. that manage their money well. Yes. There's some people that make a lot of money that don't manage their money well. So it's it's not so much about that. Mm -hmm. It's how do you manage what you have? You know, and if you get additional income, what does that mean for you in terms of managing that? So, okay. So, uh, any advice for my my young people? I know I keep mentioning that, but I mm-hmm. love uh, helping kids without parents or without a good structure because um, they're just like all over the place right now. Sure. And some of them, you know, I, they don't get the financial piece. They don't get it. They just go buy six hundred dollars sneakers, and I'm like, sure. okay. And what have you done to, you know? go into the field you want or or up yourself at your job mm-hmm. or oh I'm nothing I'm just just living day to day right um, and I, I, I don't know how to get them to change that mind piece well I think um, this is the thing so when you operate with people um, and try to give them counsel you never want to judge how they spend right so you never want to judge how they spend mm-hmm. what you want to say is you know, where do you want to be financially? How much do you have saved? Do you think that you could save, you know, $100 a month or something like that, right? Because if somebody's spending $600 for sneakers, there's some income there, right? And so I think you start with that. What, what financial goals do you have? And have them map it out for themselves mm-hmm. and then say, how, do you, how are you going to get there, mm-hmm. right? So it's the same thing if someone is having a struggle in their budget, right? They might have... It might be tight or they might have more expenses than income. You don't, and I'm just throwing this out there. If they smoke, right, you don't necessarily say, stop smoking, right? You say to them, okay, you need, for this to balance out, you need $300 a month. What do you, what adjustments do you think you can make in your expenses to make that? Now, for the person who smokes, they might decide to cut off their cable, hmm. right? Right. Whatever, however they come to it, I think that's the approach you want to take. You always want to take the approach. How do you think you can get there? Okay. Mm-hmm. Any any other last piece of advice for our, for our listeners? I think you know understand that um, your finances is a is a work in progress, and I say that because as our lives change, our goals change, our income changes, and so. It's, you know, we don't need to feel like we need to put ourselves in a box. Give, allow yourself some flexibility, but also 
focus on having a plan for your finances. And as well, one of the good things that you can do, one, keep getting education. Work with a reputable financial coach if you, um, you know, are able to do that. But also, get what I call a goal friend. G-O-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D. So a goal friend. So someone that you can work with that can help to keep you accountable to your goals. I like that. And you help them. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. So, um, so how would we find um, your book? I meant to ask. Transform, transform your money mindset. Uh, where would we find that? So the book is on Amazon, so you can buy it on Amazon. Okay. Um, as well, my website is www.fiercelyfinancial.com. Um, again, I have my financial empowerment masterclass that will be coming up in September, mm-hmm. um, and you can enroll now. How would they do that? Um, you actually can um, email me. Oh. So you can email me at coaching at fiercelyfinancial.com. And you can also get on my email list and get information um, every month on a different financial topic. Oh, awesome. And you can also um, inbox us if you want to. Uh, yes. If you also if you forgot the information that quick. Uh, we, we have been uh, talking with Audrey Washington, personal financial coach, educator, speaker, and the author of Transform Your Money Mindset. I'm your host, Tanya Cooper. And uh, until next week, uh, we'll see you next time. Just remember that $5 challenge. Save $5 when you can. Yeah. Uh, remember to have a plan. Uh, remember to save something. Yes. It's preferably 10%, but if you can't, save something. And uh, we've had a great day uh, talking to you. We thank you so much for being a guest. Thanks for having me, Tanya. Thank you. Appreciate it. And we will talk to you soon.